And welcome everyone to another edition of the Rob the Genius Podcast. We are coming in May here. This, of course, is about two weeks since my last episode. Uh, May is almost over. And I have turned 49. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. And, and um, so another year. Uh, thankful for another year. And, you know, we keep living. That's what we do. Um, through the good days and not so great days, um, we keep going. And, uh, you know, I have a, those of you out here listening, y'all are a big part of this. So I thank you. And, you know, and also look to anyone who wished me happy birthday on Twitter or on Facebook or text or whatever. Thank you. Um, you know, all you guys mean a whole lot to me. Um, and look, this year has not been, well, it's not been the, the greatest year emotionally. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and not to spill all my dirt here or whatever, but, um, I did mention a few, about a month or so ago, my, um, you know, mother-in-law passed away. Um, and, and that just it stirred up a bunch of stuff because I've mentioned here that I'm divorced um and you know mother-in-law passing away you know it digs up a bunch of stuff you know it stirs up a bunch of things you get back thinking about some things that yeah weren't thinking about as much you know previously um didn't put you in the best of moves you know, some here and there, but, uh, you know, we get through it, still here, and, um, so 49 is here, and, look, this episode is almost entirely about the news, or the news media, I should say, got a couple other things, um, Jim Brown passed away, Carmelo Anthony retired, I will talk about both of those later, um, and what else, what else, what else, my, my beloved New York Knicks have been eliminated from the playoffs, and by the time you're hearing this, the Lakers are out also, <laughs> and uh, the Knicks are eliminated by the Heat, and the Heat are about to do the same to the Boston Celtics, um, for us Knicks fans, as, as a team, the as an organization, the Miami Heat are, they might be public enemy number one. As, as a team, as an organization. Um, and the Celtics are old, long-time rivals. You know, the Bulls, you know, we, the Jordan years were not particularly pleasant for us. <laughs> but, um, you know that was uh you know we George, Mike was the enemy Scotty was the enemy were the enemy not not the Bulls organization and Phil Jackson um you know Indiana you know Reggie Miller was the enemy not necessarily the Pacers organization but the Miami Heat are as an organization public enemy number one as an artist label and crew <laughs> so it stinks they get eliminated by them. And they're about to eliminate Boston. So I'm really hoping that, you know, they get to the finals of the Denver Nuggets. Stick it to them real good. 
But anyhow, enough of that. All right, I'm, we're going to get to it. We got, again, a whole lot of talk about the news media and a few, you know, commemorations to get through. So let's go. All right, so here's my take on the whole Trump town hall business. Um, they shouldn't have had it. Why? Um, look, he got he went on TV for an hour, and he made for an hour he made false statements. He said things that were not true. When I say not true, I mean I don't mean exaggerated. I don't mean taken out of context. I mean things that were false. Like you know, you know, somebody says two plus two equals potato, right? Um, you know, uh, or the two plus two equals zero. Or something like that. That's that's false. Somebody says that you know Barack Obama was the thirteenth president of the United States. That's false, right? And he made he deliberately made a bunch of false statements. I might add for an hour uh, about the twenty twenty election, about having classified documents. He denigrated or defamed, I should say, um, the woman who just literally, like, days ago, won a civil suit against him, for, you know, where she had accused him of sexual assault. She won a civil, okay, and he went on TV and defamed this woman. He did all this for an hour. And with, with a very feeble attempt at pushback by the host was uh caitlin collins and she you know and her employer now is trying and so her you know colleagues are trying to present her as if she's some neutral arbiter and where actually she got her start in right-wing media and you know there's some even some some video out there of her basically you know saying some mega-esque kind of stuff um <clears throat> what she's on cnn now because you know, if you look the part, networks like CNN will allow you to rebrand, even if you got your start doing mega media, basically. But um, you know, she she made some feeble attempts to at push back, and Trump ran over her, which we know Trump does with interviewers or moderators. He will run you over. I mean, only you cut his mic. So that's what happened. And I, I, now, let me be clear. I did not sit and watch the whole thing. I watched a few clips that were put on Twitter. And I read a little bit about it. Okay. But they, CNN flat out should not have given them that platform. They only did it because they know Trump equals ratings. <coughs> so that's it. back in 2016 again where political media is going to give him a platform to say things that aren't true and to be and to defame people and do god knows what else because they know that it equals ratings and in 2016 you know they figured oh well he's not going to win anyway so we can do this we can get some some free ratings some cheap free ratings by have by you know showing him and all of this stuff and then he's not going to win anyway and then we go on about our business but then he won 
And then for the next four years, the political media struggled mightily while he just, you know, made them an enemy of the state. <clears throat> and then, of course, Biden beat him. Uh, but now he's running again. And the political media, they see opportunity for some more cheap, easy TV ratings. So they're back on the Trump train. And now they're figuring that, well, either they're again hoping that he won't, they're thinking he won't win, or they in their own twisted way figured, well, we survived four years the first time, we can survive four again, even though a lot of people didn't survive the four years because of, you know, COVID, you know, that he badly mishandled amongst other things. Um, <clears throat> but the pe people who run these networks... You know, they, they believe they are basically part of a protected class and that whatever happens just won't affect them. Or in some cases, they believe that nothing really bad happens anyway. Um, and those are the people who make these decisions. So they think it's fine to let him on there and tell lies for an hour. All right, they think it's no big deal. It's fine. It's just TV, it's entertainment. We'll get through it. And if by some chance he wins, then they'll, they'll blame Joe Biden, right? Because I mean, that's what they, they blame Hillary Clinton, right? Even though they they ran nonstop features about you know, emails, and they kept giving Trump as much free airtime as they could get away with giving him, right? And um, <coughs> they did all of that. Then when Trump actually won the election, they blamed Hillary Clinton, and they'll do the same to Joe. They'll, they'll claim that Joe just wasn't effective enough or something. Right, and look, I know that there are some people think that well, yes, you should, you know, you should have people like him on, and you can fact check him to his face, and you can show the whole world how much of a liar he is, or how incorrect he is about this, then the other. And the problem with that is that it doesn't work. What happens is they go on and they, they, they talk and they say all this stuff. And you can correct them in real time right to their face. And they will tell you that you are wrong, number one. And they will run you over. And then the next day they will go right back to saying what they were saying. We have seen this repeatedly with just people of all political stripes, but... In the more recent years, look, it's, it's the right-wing MAGA folks. It's, you know, Rush Limbaugh would do that, right? Uh, Rush Limbaugh would go to these public forums and have these debates with some, you know, more liberal media personality, somebody like Al Franken or somebody, and, uh, right, and they would, they, would, they would joust, they go back and forth, and then you could debunk all of his points, and then he'd go back on the radio the next day and just keep saying them. Right? Ann Coulter does this, Bill Riley does it, they all, they all do it, right? So that there is no victory. Even, I mean, you, yes, you can publicly win the quote-unquote debate. And even then you're not really because a public debate on television or in some public forum is really, it's, it's not an exchange of ideas or anything. It's a performance. And, you know, the winner is the one who performs better. Some people are saying, well, Trump made himself look bad because he was, you know, 
again, he was running the woman over and hyperventilating and all this kind of stuff. But understand, you know, the, the, the MAGA folks, that's what they want. Right? They want, okay, the, the MAGA folks, the, the MAGA true believers are not here for a lower marginal tax rate. Okay, or some deregulation on something. That's not why, that's not what gets them fired up. It gets them fired up. They want the full-blown stream of consciousness MAGA rants from Trump. Okay, they want to hear build the wall. They want to hear, you know, very bad people. They want to hear, you know, they want to hear that. They want to hear lock her up. <coughs> right? That's what they want. Okay. That's what gets them fired up. And that's what he's going to keep giving them. And if you give him a forum, that's what he's going to do. And what? And those people are going to say that he was right. They are going to say that he told the truth. They are going to say that, you know, uh, that those are the people who are going to say he won the, wins the debates, even when he looks like an idiot. Right? Because they want the full idiocy. They want... You know, they want the fire-breathing bullshit. That's what they want. They Because it's not about policy. It's about getting them fired up. And getting them... And capitalizing on their anger. Right? And then that's what it's about. And those people, they want to be angry. You know, I'm, you know how I know? Because when he won the damn election in 2016, they didn't even... They weren't even celebrating... You know, they 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 were out there getting angry and aggressive towards people. And, you know, like, well, what are you mad about? You won. Because they want to be mad. And that's what he gives them. He gives them the anger. He doesn't say things that are true. Nothing he says is true. You can't refute him on points or on facts. Because he doesn't care. And if you give him a platform, if you give him a forum, that just gives him an opportunity to get his message out, to get his propaganda out. And there are people, unfortunately, who are receptive to that kind of thing. But they'll be, you know, they'll be more likely to spring into action if they get to see him spreading the gospel. Okay. And so CNN did this for ratings. That's all they did it for. They, they can. They can explain whatever they want to give or excuses they want. They, they, they did it for ratings. Trust me, if Donald Trump did not bring TV ratings, they would not have done that. You know how I know? Because here, okay, he's going to have who knows how many primary opponents. Tim Scott has already declared, I think, and there are some other people who have declared. They're not going. I guarantee you CNN is not going to give Tim Scott an hour by himself for a town hall forum. They're not going to do that. Okay guarantee you they're not going to do that okay, they're not going to give Nikki Haley if she ultimately you know, decides to go all the way and run right you know they may give one to DeSantis because they've already thrown in you know they've already thrown in with DeSantis so they you know they've made an investment in him so they might do it for him But they're not going to give everybody that time. So anybody tell you just about what you need to hear just in the viewpoints. Um, no, I don't, I don't need to hear lies. 
The public does not need to be told lies. Dissenting viewpoints, yeah, if, if, you know, if two candidates want to debate, you know, 35% versus 40% marginal tax rate, okay, fine. Right? Um, if they want to each, if one candidate believes that abortion should be legal, and the other one believes that it should be outlawed under all circumstances, and they both, and you want to give them a forum to express their political views on abortion, okay, fine. But giving somebody an hour to say that, that the 2020 election was not on the up and up, giving somebody an hour to defame a woman who just won a civil suit against them, and, and you know, things of that nature, no, that, that is not informing the public, that is not doing us any service. And all it is doing is, is giving someone an hour to spread propaganda and make false statements. And they shouldn't have done that. But they did for ratings and for money. That's all it is. And look, I can keep I can do this all day, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call it here, okay? Let's get on to something else. Alright, now speaking of the Trump town hall thing, alright, so apparently it did not help CNN one bit because CNN's TV audience numbers are in the crapper. They've been in the crapper. Um how bad are they in the crapper? They uh they're finishing behind Newsmax now. Okay, Newsmax is like for MAGA people who think Fox News is too soft. Okay. And CNN is behind them now. Uh, now, I don't know how long this has been going on, but they have, you know, the guy in charge, Chris, Chris Lick. Or liked or something. Uh, L-I-C-H-T. I don't know how you pronounce it. However you say it. Well, <laughs> pronounced failure. More like, but um, he has gone on record as saying that you know he wants to appeal to the mega folks, right? That he wants you know that he wants mega folks to feel comfortable watching CNN um and that's that is so therefore you know people who are more opinionated he, he doesn't or at least more, more opinionated you know against MAGA stuff like he, he doesn't want that going on um he after the Trump town hall he um admonished one of the CNN reporters who you know was critical of the thing he just promoted um the woman who got run over by trump at the town hall caitlin collins he gave her this primetime show um she's trying to bend over backwards to appease the maga folks and he's probably got some you know maga folks that he reports to so look i mean because like it's even though his reputation is this liberal kind of thing i mean cnn is run by you know, middle-aged and old white guys, rich white guys, and those type of dudes usually vote Republican. So that, yeah, they want some more sympathy for the for the MAGA folks, because right now the Republican is the MAGA party, and it is what it is. You know, um, but it, it it is not working, and you know it's not working. 
because MAGA folks don't want MAGA light. They don't want sympathy for MAGA, you know, sympathy for the devil. They don't want that. They want MAGA. They want full, uncut, full strain, you know, not stepped on, <laughs> you know, MAGA. <laughs> That's what they want. And they can get that from, you know, they get that at Newsmax. You know, most of them still feel that they get a sufficient dose of that Fox News. Um, that's what they want. Like, it's not enough to just have some MAGA person on and let them spew misinformation for 10 minutes. They want the host to, to, to spew the MAGA, okay? That's what they want, and 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 then me. But while you're chasing that, you know, you run away the people who were looking for CNN to be kind of the balanced news source or the fair news source. Well, of course, you know, <clears throat> the news is not supposed to be fair; it's supposed to be accurate. And so, um, you know, being fair means you give equal time to, you know. Both sides. Um, in reality, is look if look if seventy five percent of the bad stuff is happening on one side of the street, then they should get seventy five percent of the news coverage. Right, you shouldn't split it 50-50. So I think what they're finding over there is about trying to be quote-unquote fair well you run people away you run some people away and you don't really gain with the other folks because the other folks have you know what they really want like they don't want you to be fair to them they want you to give them the whole platform So, good luck there, Chris. <laughs> really, good luck. And while we're speaking of news networks, um, so I saw a report on Twitter that Fox News is going to, is shutting down its investigative branch, which, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, well, because they got caught with their pants down. Or well, they got well, they got caught out here. Yeah, they, they got caught with their pants down because they for they ran this story and they you know put it at the top of the headlines and all that about um I forgot what it was about some like homeless veterans, something that supposedly some thing that the Democrats were supposedly doing 
and taking advantage of homeless veterans or whatever. And it turned out it was completely made up. And they ran with it on air. <clears throat> so that issue of retraction, um, they already are taken for 800 you know, million dollars in the Dominion lawsuit. There's another one coming against Smart Tech, his name is other company that has sued them because they also make voting machines. And so they got another payout coming. And this one might, you know, their word on the street is that this one might be even bigger. <coughs> so again, um, but look, they've been doing stuff like this for years. You know, coming up making these reports, right? And, you know, insinuating, accusing, you know, suggesting all type of malfeasance being, you know, done by Democrats, leaning people, etc. And they've gotten away with it. For a couple of decades, they've gotten away with it. But they finally, you know, basically, they finally ran a false report. They finally ran some false reports on a few people who had enough money to fight them. And to fight them all the way. And to prove that they were full of shit in court which has not been the case before you know what because if they dumped a bunch of accusations on you or me we don't have that kind of money you know I mean all we can do is basically we'll probably lose our jobs and we'll have to move out of the city we live in possibly and go run and hide and you know hope that <clears throat> there's somebody you know out there willing to take us in or something right um but they made these false reports about these companies, these big companies that had deep pockets and big lawyers and could afford to take them to court and go all the way. And so they're, they're paying. They're paying out big. And um, Tucker Carlson already got canned as a result. Um, he may not be the last one. You know, Laura Ingraham is, you know, she's looking over her shoulder right now. Um, and they're going to just um, well they're, they're shutting down if this report is true then they're shutting down the investigative arm of their news which means um, not sure what's going to happen there well it just means that these like these these special exclusives that they come up with that like you know that nobody else is talking about you, you probably see those go away and now we know, we know for sure now the reason no one else is talking about them because they're not true. That's why no one is talking about it. Okay. Remember, folks. Okay, if if you know if you're, if you're on social media and if somebody says, "How come nobody's talking about such and such?" It's one of two things. Either a, it is being talked about, and the person who said that is full of shit. Or just ignorant as hell. Or whatever it is they're saying that no one's talking about isn't true. So this is one or the other. Alright, uh, there's very little chance that, that this thing that no one, that quote unquote, no one is talking about is actually going on. And no one is talking about it. Okay. <coughs> I mean, stop. But yeah, oh well. Too bad, so sad. And, um,. So we'll see if Newsmax learns anything from this.
Um, Antler Fox used to be a lot more agile when it came to this kind of thing. Um, you know, they, they used to just, you know, do the insinuating and the suggesting and the, you know, we just have questions, right? They used to do that all the time. But in this case, they came out and they, you know, they, they, they cast their lot with the vote, with the, you know, election deniers. And then, and, and then they ran this other report it turned out to be just made up. Um... You know, Dan Rather, Dan Rather lost his career as a news anchor at CBS because he ran some reports that turned out to be based on bad information. And yeah, and he ran them because he thought he had something that had the Bush administration dead to rights. And, you know, he, he, got, he got quick on the trigger. <coughs> and look, I mean, you just... In today's kind of partisan climate, you know, it's, we very much, it's very easy to just get sucked into stories, reports, commentary about people we don't like. And we very much want these things to be true. And so we, you know, we, we, we go, we go chasing after, you know, reports that this person did this, right? We go chasing reports. Because we want it to be true, because we don't like these people, we want them out of here. Um, so Dan rather did that with, with, he did that with Bush, with the Bush stuff. Fox did this with this thing with the homeless veterans, because um, they very much wanted it to be true. And they ran it, and they ran it, and they ran it, and they ran it up the flagpole, and made this big thing out of it. And it was supposedly this big, huge scandal, and oh my God, and it ended up being completely made up. And now, yeah, I mean they're 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 in trouble, Jack. No, they're gonna get shut down, but who knows? I mean, because um, you know, Rupert Murdoch, you know, again, he already fork over eight hundred million dollars in this one suit. If he's got to fork over a billion dollars for somebody else, then yeah, it may, it may get to the point where you know what, this this Fox News thing just ain't worth it no more, and. Because remember, at the end of the day, it was it was created to make money. You know, I mean, yes, I mean Roger Ailes, you know, rest in piss, um, was <coughs> had the message he wanted to get out. But you know, Murdoch, he want he you know he 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 greenlit it and set it up to make money. And if you're paying out billion dollar lawsuits, then it ain't worth it no more. And look, he owns some, you know, tabloids and things like that. And, you know, he might just stick to that. If Fox News is no longer profitable, then... Because... To get the big audiences, you have to run stories like that. Because that's what they want. And then... If you don't... If they if they stop running that type of stuff, then they're going to be deemed, you know, they're, they're you know, they're faithful. They're going to say, well, they've gone soft. Because remember, they don't want, you know, light beer MAGA. They want okay, they want the full. They want all the calories and all the alcohol. <laughs> okay, 
they don't want light beer mag or they want all they want they want you know they want bud not bud light all right <coughs> that's what they want and so if fox news gets turned into you know mega light so that they won't get any more lawsuits then their audience may start to bail on them and then go over to newsmax i guess um everyone well, why isn't newsmax getting in any trouble because well they, they got half a million viewers and newsmax does not influence the the political media conversation the way fox news does fox news literally pushes the direction of political media conversation Okay, Fox News is why, you know, CNN decided oh, we need to go chase the MAGA voters. Okay, um, Fox News is, you know, MSNBC once was, you know, not well. They weren't like Fox, but they were. Um, they were very, you know, both sides ish, and you know, DC political media establishment oriented, and. In some cases, they still are, but you know, the Fox News kind of narrative has just pushed the direction of political conversation in the media, and Newsmax does not do that. And Newsmax is, is you know, basically known as, as a crank network. So, Newsmax does not have the influence that Fox News has. But, um, well, they're going to make a decision here because basically their, their reach and their influence is why they got sued. But yeah, I mean, they got sued because they have this big reach and this big influence. So if they're accusing you of, you know, rigging voting machines, they're going to get a lot of people pissed off at you. Whereas, I mean, Newsmax can make the same claim and, and just people don't watch Newsmax like that. Newsmax does not have the you know, penetration into the Washington political media to, to get people to run with it. Um, and so that's why these companies, that's why they sued Fox News, because, like, no, you got people, you got all types of people thinking that we're, you know, rigging the election. And so Fox is going to make a decision here. You know, do you want, do you want to stop getting sued? Or do you want to keep risking lawsuits and give people the full MAGA that they want? So that you don't get overtaken by Newsmax, um, you know I don't think it can happen. I mean Newsmax is up to half a million viewers. Um, there are you know they're, look they're getting more in, in prime time than CNN. Um, and Fox News, you know they they top out at about three million. You know they, they've lost some people since they got rid of Tucker Carlson. Because you know Tucker has become a martyr to the, you know, to the all the way MAGA folks. So they've lost some audience since they got rid of him. Um, well, but they're gonna decide. You know, do, do you want to get, you want to risk getting sued again and again, and not, and not for you know fifty grand, but for you know a billion dollars, or you know, do you? You know, call off the worst of your people. You know, get rid of the worst of your commentary and reporting, or at least tell them to act like civilized people and risk losing your audience. 
Um, that's the dilemma they have. And we'll see what happens with it. Um, my guess is they're going to try to split the difference some kind of way at first. And if they can't, then uh, Rupert might pull the plug. And that man, look, he's not going to be homeless or something. If Fox goes on there, he'll just he'll pull the plug. He'll put his money somewhere else. It doesn't get him sued for a billion dollars. So, yeah, fun times in cable news. <laughs> All right, so um, Jim Brown passed away. Jim Brown, Hall of Fame running back. Jim Brown, you know, in some people's estimation, Jim Brown is still the best running back to ever play professional football. Um, he was an actor, an activist. Um, a mentor to men, young men later in life, gang mediator. Um, he was also an abuser. He had a history of domestic violence. Um, and so that's exactly why I'm kind of talking in a tone of voice. I'm in, um, because, um, he did a lot of things to pat him on the back and give him praise for, um, he also did some things that he should have been condemned for while he was alive, um, and there's also some stories out there that he was apparently a Trump guy, um, which... Look, there, there's a segment of black men that find Trump appealing because of the you know, bravado and he's a real man. And, you know, because in the light of a lot more, you know, advocacy for, you know, women and the LGBT folks. Um, fortunately, some of us are kind of bristling at that. And, you know, I see Trump... You know, guys like Trump is being more manly and more in tune with what is considered what they consider to be normal. Um, and also, you know, um, there's some who believe that Trump has actually been a successful businessman, whereas really Trump has just been successful at convincing people to give him money. Um, um, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, he's not complicated. He wasn't, no, he was not complicated. I see people saying, oh, he was complicated. No, he was messy. There's a difference, all right? Um, you know, he, he, he fought for all of these causes. Um, him leaving the NFL when he did in the prime of his career, um, Tickle being an actor was a way of, you know, showing people you can step up and kind of own your own destiny. Um, you know, um, yeah. But, look, he had a history of abuse and domestic violence, and that cannot be ignored. And that is something you should not. You should not. You know, sweep under the rug. And like this is, you know, the way we deal with these people, these celebrities, people in the public eye, 
whom we admire. Um, you know, we can't sweep stuff under the rug. You know, not not like this. And like it was one of those things that was a little bit disturbing when Kobe died, right? I mean, as far as we know, Kobe only had you know one case, you know, the one in Colorado. But you know, we don't know that he was innocent, right? I mean, we don't. Yeah, Brown's case. Um, you know, some were saying it. Well, he was never arrested or tried or anything. Um, well, neither was O.J. Simpson until, you know, Nicole Brown ended up dead, right? So, look, um, we give credit for the things that he did. Like Jim Brown was a great football player. Jim Brown stood with um, Muhammad Ali when Muhammad Ali refused to go in the draft. He's one of many, you know, black athletes who stood with Muhammad Ali. He, um, you know, spoke up a lot of other issues. He did a lot of work in Los Angeles, um, you know, mediating, you know, issues between various gang members and getting people out of the gang life and into, you know, respectable careers or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that doesn't excuse the other things he did. And so, if you want to talk about them. Well, I should say, well, look, you can talk about whatever parts of his life you want to. I mean, look, some people are only going to talk about the abuse, which, and that, and that is fair play. You know, some people are only going to talk about the good things he did. Um, and, and just, I would just say that so long as you're not, you know, calling yourself some arbiter of truth or whatever, then, you know, that's your prerogative. Um, that's for me. Um, look, at, you know, yeah, I'm not going to just, you know, I don't know. I mean, Jim, you know, Jim Brown, you know, did a lot of great things. Um, but, um, you know, also, got gotta, gotta talk about all of it if you're gonna talk about it. Or else, you know, Yeah, just, just, you know, talk about all of it. And it's kind of hard to do that. Um, just look, what we, look, what we want are 
young men to grow up to be. You know, you want them to grow up to be the kind of achiever that Jim Brown was, but not the kind of abuser that he was. So, um, so I think it's important that you, you know, talk about the whole thing. But for now, I will just give condolences to his family. Um, and I will give him credit for the things he did, the good things he did. And all while saying that the the abusive behavior he exhibited is not something that anybody should emulate. And he should have been held accountable for that while he was alive. Be it legally or just in the court of public opinion. Or both. Um, so we'll leave it there. All right, uh, one last, well, I just, just came in. Uh, Tina Turner has passed away at 83. Um, yeah, Tina Turner, I think you could say she was the, in her heyday, she was the best performer in music. Um, of course, she started out with you know, Ike and Tina Turner. She went ahead and, you know, um, that has been well chronicled. Don't need to get into the more sordid parts of that. But, you know, she forged her own career later. And, which is, was, again, was an absolutely great performer. Um, I think the last time, at least I saw her perform, probably the last time, most of you saw her was um, she and Beyonce performed together at the Grammys I don't know five or six years ago maybe a little bit longer but um, I truly one of the, the music icons of our time um, and yeah she became hey model for, you know, female empowerment, a model for, you know, those who were in kind of some of the, well, she was in, like, she was in abusive marriage. Ike Turner was abusive. He was a piece of garbage, you know, um, despite being, a, he was a great musician and all, but he was a piece of garbage human being. Um, she was able to get away from him and forge her own career. And that in itself is, you know, something to look up to or what have you. Um, made a lot of great songs, a lot of great performances. Um, again, one of the all-time greats. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't have words to do her justice, to be honest. Um, so, rest in peace, my condolences to the family. Uh, and, you know, if you're not familiar with Tina Turner, this is the time to do that. If you haven't listened to her in a while, this is the time to do that. And, uh, you know, in all respect, you know, praise due to a great career, great life. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's it for this one. Uh, this has been about the news, basically. Um, so 49 is here for me. <laughs>
that's a bit of news. Um, but yeah, this is uh, I kind of called this one in now the news because it's you know it's all about the news media basically. Um, went on a happy note. Uh, Carmelo Anthony announces retirement. You know, he got drafted in 2003 with LeBron James and uh, Dwayne Wade. Um, and so he was on the Olympic team a bunch of times. He won national championship at Syracuse. In fact, was one of the he was one of the, uh, really kind of one of the last teams that. You know, where, you know, a college team had, you know, multiple NBA-level talents um, that, you know, well, there have been others, but, you know, I mean, that was one of the last years, really, where the NCAA basketball was, resembled something that what people in my age group grew up with. And... So, you know, he's been to the Olympics a bunch of times. Was He's one of the best Olympic basketball players ever. Um, he's absolutely going to go into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And look, there, it, his pro career, the Hall of Fame career, he finished in the believe, top ten in scoring. Um, one of the best scorers in the history of the game. He made the All-Star team like ten times, and he was All-NBA like six times. That's a Hall of Fame career. Um, he got chased out a little early in my and a bunch of other people's opinions because well stat nerds ran him out um, as you know three point shooting became more and more of a point of emphasis people like him who were great jump shooters but who did not hit a bunch of three pointers they were considered inefficient players and obsolete by the stat nerds and so he found himself on the outside looking in a lot earlier than he should have. Um, but even with that, he had a Hall of Fame career. So congratulations, Mello. You know, he did Syracuse proud, did the NBA proud, did Baltimore proud, you know, where you're from. And happy retirement. And so you, you're done. You know, Dwayne Wade finished a few years ago. And, you know, LeBron is the last one from that class. And we'll see how much longer he goes. And as for this episode, that's as far as we're going to (laughs) go. So until next time, as always, um, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and God bless you guys. And just a note, um, next episode, I'll be uh, talking with Tim Kale again. Uh, we talked about a bunch of things. That'll be the next episode. It'll be up next week. So I'll be talking to you a little bit later down the line again, God willing. So uh, till then, take care, guys.